just skinny on it. And then like an hour before it, he was like, cut it. I don't want it there anymore. And so they had to melt down the ice. <laughs> and apparently that's the reason why he was like an hour late and everything got fucked up. And now I don't know if he'll ever be welcome back to Coachella. Yeah, that's fucked. I don't even know if he's going to be there next weekend because like everybody's like really pissed off. Wait, was he supposed to be there again? Well, yeah, there's two weekends of Coachella. So is that how it normally is? Yes. Yeah, so no, I, d- I know nothing about Coachella. Yeah, so um, it's this weekend and then next weekend, and it's like the same group of people all performing. Really? Stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be there next weekend. I don't know who they could get to fill his place in such a short time, but yeah. he like fucked over so many people. Yeah, no, that's fucked. Like, one, it's not even like, because I feel like if any other artist would have did that, it would have been like, all oh, that's shitty, but it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But the fact that Frank Ocean never leaves his goddamn house, yeah, never does anything that has to do with performances, and then they get him for Coachella, and he pulls that. He acts like an ass. And he doesn't. He, he never came. I heard he doesn't even come out. Like, he performed for 30 minutes, but I heard he was, like, still behind the screen. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he pulled the plug at, like, the last couple of minutes, like, shut everything down, like, before his set was supposed to be over, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have been... So heated. <laughs> Literally, my friend, my coworker, only bought Coachella tickets to see Frank Ocean. Really? So I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I no, like I'd be so fucking heated. Yeah. Um, hot take though. Hot take what? I don't. I don't like Frank Ocean as much as. Well, I like him, but I don't. You know, people worship that man, right? I no, I'm like people literally will set up vigils and <laughs> kneel and start praying to a vigil of Frank Ocean. Yeah. I I like his music, but like I don't I don't fuck with him as much as anybody I, else does. I'm on the same level as that. Like I'm not. I wouldn't have bought Coachella tickets just yeah. to see him. You know what I mean? But I do think that he is one of the most talented artists. Oh in yeah, absolutely. Significantly, it, yeah, and I. I think that he could easily could have gone down, you know, as that mm. if he just had more than two albums in his discography. Yeah. Oh, my you know God. I mean? I I'm, social anxiety is a bitch. I guess, yeah. Like, did you see, <laughs> did you see um, Wale never comes out of his fucking house, like, ever. And then he, Drewski was able to interview him at, like, Rolling Loud, <laughs> the one interview he does in like the first however many years and there's people fighting in the background i'm pretty <laughs> sure somebody had a gun that <laughs> man there's a he looks so fucking stressed out i was like he this man never leaves his house and y'all had to behave like this yeah it was sad but it was so funny no i i get that it's but at, at, at what point do you just look and say like you have all this talent you have all this talent mm-hmm. And you have two almost flawless bodies of work mm-hmm. to show for it. Right. But that's it. That's it. That's all you have. And he has all that other stuff. And he had that bullshit mixtape that mm-hmm. he was just saying fuck you to the label for. Which is fair. But, like. I think you have to you have to think about it in, like, um, how the industry works. Like, first and foremost, I feel like most of the people that um, become famous nowadays never had the intention of becoming famous. They just wanted to put out music. Yeah. And so, like, the whole entire thing with, like, SZA, it took... So, like, her most recent album, she's pretty much declaring is going to be her last album. Yeah. Because of how badly her label fucked her over. And so I feel like there's too many situations where music artists are, like, trying to do shit, but they yeah. keep getting blocked because of the labels that they are picked up by. 
well, I see also that there's a huge like movement now that's been stronger than ever before of like just independency and oh, like yeah. people are going independent people are being successful mm-hmm. because now like the distribution factor that the labels had to offer doesn't fucking matter anymore. no especially with like fucking tiktok yeah like oh yeah that's all you need that's literally you get one good song on tiktok you're pretty solid yeah because it's while. like it's like they what what happens is they you know a, an artist blows up off of a song right mm-hmm. or or starts to develop like a fan base right mm-hmm. and labels will come in and they'll throw this money at you right thinking like oh i'll give you all of this up front we just want the rights to your music mm-hmm. and we'll give you all of this everything will be paid for you want to pay for anything and then later down the line as soon as they actually become super successful and get a crazy fan base that that label wasn't around could support hit like the artists on their own mm-hmm. they can't see any of that yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's fucked. Yeah, same thing. I mean, that's exactly what happened with Taylor Swift. I mean, one of the biggest artists in the entire world. And, yeah. like, the majority of her older shit, like, her biggest songs mm. were owned by a label. And yeah. so she wasn't able to, like, make revenue off of them, all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. And, like, do you remember JoJo? JoJo. The singer. <coughs> like, too little, too late. Yes, yes, yes. Same thing. That's why she's like so underground now yeah. because her record label fucked her over. It took mm-hmm. all the rights to her, yeah. her music. And so now she's an independent artist. And her music, by the way, is so fucking good. Yeah. She is still one of the most incredible vocalists of this generation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just this constant repetitive thing. And I feel like it's going to get to a point where labels are going to be lacking significantly. Yeah. And I, the, the thing was that like, you know, in the past 50, 60 years that they've been able to actually make, like, a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like, they've also gotten so, like, powerful in the industry where it's, like, it's going to be a while before they fade out. Oh, yeah. Not even no, for the absolutely. money aspect, just strictly because of how much power that they hold. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I think that, like, especially in, like, scenes like hip-hop where I feel like half those motherfuckers are, like, independent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or, like, a part of labels that are, like, already, like, rapper-owned. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those, those groups and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting to think about. And it's fucked. Oh, it's fucked. It's super fucked. Yeah. things on young guidance but welcome to young (laughs) guidance (laughs) um this is what episode nine eight eight okay yeah um is it nine hold up is it i don't know it might be nine nine? i i literally i just recorded my episode yesterday and i couldn't tell i like could i forgot what what number it was i might have it written down hold up we are no it's eight i think it's eight it is eight okay okay um Welcome to episode eight. Um, by the intro, you can probably tell if we are missing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline currently is not here. She is in Dallas. 
but we did not want to miss an episode. Um, mm. So we're recording, and it's me and Lorenzo today. Yeah. Yeah. A so little fun, little fun time. Can't promise you it's going to be as chaotic. Yeah. As it no, is. it won't be, because I know for a fact that I cannot match the energy that you two have. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm so okay with, like, just being a listener, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm one of them. I feel okay. like I'm just, I, I listen, I just have, you know, the privilege of being able to say a couple things every uh-huh. now and then. I love that. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, anytime we ask for a man's opinion, we yeah. always have Lorenzo in the back ready. Yeah, to go. which surprisingly did not expect to be asked for the man's opinion as much as I have been. I mean, listen, with the things that we talk about, yeah, it's nice to have somebody with a reference point. Sure. That yeah. being a dick, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I myself is, am chaotic enough that the conversations will arise. That yeah, of course. That kind of means something. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to keep the masses entertained. Sure. Um, but anyway, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. You have a ringer? <laughs> Do you really? I'd even... What the fuck? All right. Well, it's just me now. Um, Kaylee is currently checking the front door. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Um, but... I will probably cut all this off so you get back. What was that? It was his Oh. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. That sucks. He was nice about it. It's okay. Um, yeah, that scared the shit out of me. What oh, the fuck? Oh, my. It's the loudest fucking thing ever. Yeah. It's terrifying. And well, the, the, the other thing is, like, I've lived in, like, apartments around here. I feel like the buzzers never fucking work. Always works. Yeah. Loud and clear. Interesting. Especially, it's like worse in like the middle of the night when like one of us is like expecting a friend or something, and the mm-hmm. other one's in bed, and then that shit goes off. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would get your heart racing more. Yeah, that so. would scare me because yeah. it's like, it's just a bell. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's it's so like, it's old. It's like a school bell, like yeah. the ones you see like in '90s shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like scary. It's fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun at working around that when yeah. you're editing. <laughs> oh, I'm just probably gonna cut all that out. <laughs> okay. Um, I just lost my fucking train of thought. That was jar. I jarred. What did you What did you have in mind for your original plans for today? Oh, okay. Out of curiosity. So original plan was to have my sister on. Mm-hmm. Um, but she canceled on me last minute because she loves me. <laughs> um, no, she had to do something, and um, we were just gonna sh- embarrass the shit out of each other. I was just gonna yeah. let her say whatever the fuck came to her mind when she thinks about me. Interesting. <laughs> Are you looking forward to that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have as much to reveal on her as she does as of me. Yeah. But the thing is, um, <clears throat> my sister and I, <laughs> we used to, like, never get along until, like, the past, like, five years. Same. And um, if we're around each other, you're going to hear it. We have the same exact fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just have to listen to that for like however long we talk on the podcast yeah and it's not like a it's not like a cute laugh it's like we go dead silent and we sound like it's bad it's really <laughs> bad it's really bad um so maybe it's a good thing that she wasn't yeah. here today right. that's interesting though like uh, me and my brother had that exact same dynamic we were sworn enemies until he got through puberty and yeah. then we were just neutral me, I think it was more so like our parents were traumatizing us with their marriage. Yeah. And so we were like, 
we're going to cope with humor. Well, <laughs> that's how we dealt with that. Yeah, for me, it was my brother has, like, severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what that was as a child, right? So, you know, that was, like, my first real instance of dealing with severe anxiety without even knowing what it was. Right. Um, but it did cause a lot of issues with us as kids. Like, we were physical with each other. And keep in mind, how – uh, many years apart are you and your sister? Four. Four years? Yeah. yeah. So me and my brother are about five and a half. So, um, you know, it's a pretty decent age gap. And, like, you know, he's my little brother. Like, mm-hmm. he's always been, like, my little brother. And now it's finally, like, at a point where we're both adults now. And now we're living with each other again, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, so we, we get along um, a lot more. He's still a little shit, but. Yeah. He's a tolerable little shit now. No, I think it's like me and my sister have a lot of the same kind of personality, and so that works. And then she's also able to, like, tolerate my bullshit <laughs> in ways that most people can't. Yeah, that's fair. Like, same. I literally just FaceTimed her at, like, midnight last night just ranting, and she just accepts it perfectly. And that's the kind of – that's what I need. She does it great. Yeah. No, uh, that's good. But um, it's funny because a lot of people – listening to this podcast probably don't know Lorenzo and I have known each other for quite some time yeah uh we went to middle school together yeah and it's funny because our siblings actually went to middle school together as well um that's right yeah but she would have been no no, they were in the same same grade yes because you're you're younger than me you guys are four years apart my brother five so that wow I didn't even think of that yeah they were in the same grade wow remember I told you that she snuck over to your house (laughs) yes I asked my brother about that he goes oh yeah I remember that uh, um, I should give context. Nothing happened. She no, went with a no, group of friends. Yeah. <laughs> like they were just like hanging out or something. Yeah, because um, Lorenzo and I lived on the same block yeah. as well for quite yeah, some time. I had no idea too because I remember we started hanging out again the first time. Like I picked you up, I was like, "Oh, you are literally down the street from my parents' house." Where? Yeah. But you didn't. Did you grow up there? No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I moved there when I was fifteen. I lived on the okay. north side like okay. the majority of my life. Um. But yeah, so Lorenzo and I go way back. Yeah, but that's so funny that you, so you were living on the north side then when you went to Woodlands. Yeah, when I started living, uh, when I started going to Woodlands, yeah, I was living on the north side, and then yeah, and then someone, I listen, I lived on Sherman and Capital. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm well aware. And <laughs> someone uh, got shot and killed in my backyard. Oh and, my god. Yeah, and so my parents were like, ah, yeah, we, let's no, get out of there. we really shouldn't. Yeah, and so. Thankfully, my brother helped my parents buy a new house. Yeah, and uh, we moved over to uh, the west side. The west side. Yeah, that's to wild because it w- it's wild because you went to a school there and then you didn't even live by it, and then after you graduated is when you moved to the area where that school was. No, it was. Cause you said you were fifteen, right? So you'd have been in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What? I didn't even think about it like yeah. that. Yeah, because it's so funny because I just like I don't know. Um, my connection with that house is like it's so much of a home, even mm-hmm. though I didn't live there as long as I lived in my like original house that yeah. I grew up in. But yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. After I graduated, um, and then I went to. I don't. We, we shouldn't put no, out names. No, no, we no. don't have to do that. No. I went to a, a school on the south side. Yeah, that's even. Yeah, that's. It's so weird when it comes to like high school. Is it when you live in Milwaukee, right? Because you have. There's like a collection. There's yeah. like three specific high schools that everybody yeah. goes to, but it's weird because it's not location based. No, for certain high schools, right? Because there's obviously kids who, like, if you went, if you lived in Wauwatosa, right, 
you probably went to Wauwatosa West and Wauwatosa East, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you have basically three options. You have the um, private schools, mm-hmm. right, which is the route I went to. Mm-hmm. You have the public, but the non-district public schools mm-hmm. like uh, uh, like like Ronald Reagan, Rufus King, you know, mm-hmm. like those type of schools, and then you had uh, like the district schools, you know. Right. And I feel like everybody that we knew either went to a private school or went to one of those non-district public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, again, weird to think about because, you know, when you go to a private school, it's just everyone from it's like across southeastern Wisconsin yeah. was somewhere around there that went to their schools. And it was mm-hmm. the same thing for the non-district schools. Um so you you went to one of those schools, you knew someone from like every portion of Milwaukee. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. No, there every was suburb. Well, the school that I went to, it was as much as it was like non district, it was definitely there was a lot more people who were like within that community. Yeah, on the south to, side, yeah, yeah, that high school. Um but it which is why a lot of people cuz uh, if you don't know shit about Milwaukee, Milwaukee is one of the most segregated cities mm-hmm. in America, if not the most segregated city. Yeah. And so south side Okay, north side is black people. Yep. West side, white people. And like, maybe like. There's portions, but it's. It's mainly mainly white white people. people. And then south side is like Hispanic, Latino. And the east side is just everybody. But it's so small that like people barely even count it. East side is just hipsters. Yeah. It's it's hipsters and college kids. Yeah. Um, So my school is on the south side. So (laughs) that's why when I first started going there, everybody thought I was Puerto Rican. (laughs) (laughs) And I am sad that I wasn't. Yeah. Um, Being Puerto Rican is great, actually. I I mean, like I said, I still get Puerto Rican rice. Yeah. During the holidays. There you go. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Not that I don't love being a a black woman. Yeah. There's y'all just got to. There's 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 pros and cons. Y'all just got some culture, man. Y'all got some culture. Yeah, it's great. It's it's fun to be, especially that like, you know that every single family event or family get together, there's gonna be good food. Like oh, regardless, yeah. like you're gonna have good food. That's I never been an issue. I feel me. like that's only like that's like, yeah. Hispanic, Latino, and yeah. like black yeah. families. And it's like no matter what side of the family, you're going to get some yeah. good food. Like that's why like at every holiday we have a ham and a turkey. Yeah, and that ham has been cooking for twelve hours. You know, the crazy, th- sorry, continue. No, you're good. I'm saying the crazy thing about like, cause I'm 75% Puerto Rican, 25% Mexican. Mm-hmm. And, um, but both of my families have been here in America for centuries, or not centuries, sorry, wow, decades, like, right. um, generations. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather on my Mexican side mm-hmm. was one of the first Mexican immigrants in Milwaukee Holy back shit. in like the 19... 19- 30s i think or 20s um so that side of the family has been here for again generations Mm -hmm. like that was my grandma's father Mm -hmm. so my grandma surprising was born here Mm -hmm. and that's like a lot of uh mexican families you know that live here in milwaukee like can't say that and it's just weird to think that like and you could see it like i know i have mexican friends and i've been around their families and you know they're a lot more ingrained into the actual mexican culture mm-hmm. than um we are obviously we still keep it up very much alive and well we mm-hmm. still do everything but we're definitely a lot more americanized because again i am on that side fourth generation mexican right which is again weird to say but um 
and then Puerto Rico is just an anomaly in itself because technically everyone who's born in Puerto Rico is American. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have our own culture for sure. But like, you know, there's more Puerto Ricans that live in America than there are Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's very – the point to all that was <laughs> <laughs> we also have the hams and the turkeys and yeah, all that, but yeah. we just combine that with – Puerto Rican rice, arroz mm. con gandules, um, and all that other type of stuff. So Yeah, no, uh, well, to give my genealogy, I am uh, 75% black and then a quarter white. Um, and my great-grandparents on my mom's side, which is where that white comes from, so mm. my grandmother, um, they came straight from fucking Sweden, like, immigrated here. Um, wow. Yeah. The whitest of the whites. Oh, I'm the <laughs> Swedes, like from We're the talking. fucking mountains of yeah. Caucasus, bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, they they came here, um, and then I don't know if my, I think my great aunt was born prior to, and then I know my um, my grandmother has more siblings than that, but my grandmother was born here in Milwaukee, uh, and then my dad's side of the family uh all african-american um they were mainly from the south from what i know like i've already told you the story about my grandmother yeah but it's fucking that woman has lived a weird fucking life yeah um but like mississippi that's where she was born um and then when she was fucking 10 she backpacked from mississippi to milwaukee and Mm -hmm. lived the rest of her life here had her first kid at 13 um yeah uh, she she's still kicking though. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. She's still, yeah. Ki- yeah, she has like what fucking seven kids. Mm-hmm. But my, <laughs> I always say that I've inherited a lot of my grandfather, and my mom's mm-hmm. side, his genes, because um, that man was a whore. Yeah, uh, like three <laughs> different wives, and he has like twelve kids. Um, so used to big families, and I think it's like the main reason that if I do have kids in the future. I'm like stuck be ha- between having one or five. Yeah, <laughs> like no, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I am too, cause like, you know, it's really funny. I didn't mention this in the last last episode that we talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we're talking about baby names, right? Right. And I said um, I wanted to be the Raphael. Mm-hmm. So I've changed recently, like that being my first. I want that to be my first uh, boy's name. Mm-hmm. Originally, that was not the case, though. Okay. Originally. Um, I wanted my firstborn to be Leonardo because I love that name, Leonardo. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that name since I was a kid. My dog was named Leonardo because of me. Mm-hmm. I, his name's Leo. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that name. Um, and I don't know if you can you kind of see where this is going. No. I okay. Can't. So <laughs> I wanted, originally wanted my firstborn name to be Leonardo and mm-hmm. then my secondborn to be Raphael. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. Right? So I know that's going to be very hard <laughs> to convince a woman. Uh, but if we have four boys, there's no fucking way I'm not doing that, right? There's four no way because one of them is going to be named Raphael. That is a, a deal breaker that's happening, yeah. right? And um, also, mm-hmm. you know, it, yes, it happens to be the name of the Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> but they're also very famous and well-known <laughs> and respected Renaissance artists. You know, there's some history behind it, right? Right. Before the Ninja Turtles came out, mm-hmm. that would have been cool, right? Uh-huh. That would have been like, oh, my God, that's so smart and yeah, so creative. Right. But no. That's one way to um, explain it to your future life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I 
I want, like I said, if I have four boys, like there's there's no way, you know. Like, do you want a lot of kids? No, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like if I okay, if I have two boys, right? Right. I would like to have a girl. Okay. I think that I I would like to have at least one girl. Right. Um, but if we try, if I have two boys and we try for a third and we get another boy, I'm going for a fourth. <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna do? It's gonna be. It's going to be the first three. I just thought about this right now. I don't know. So the first one is going to be Raphael. Second one's going to be Leonardo. Third one will be Michelangelo. <laughs> the third, right? So now, if I have – that's the three boys. If the fourth one turns out to be a girl, mm-hmm. her name will be Donatella. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Donatella Versace? Like, that's kind of cool. Like, no. come on. No. That's, all right. I don't know if your wife's going to go for that. All right. That's fair. Um also, what if she doesn't want to have more kids? You're not the one popping yeah, them out. She I is. Know. Um, I have to strike some deals. I don't know. I'll figure <laughs> something out. <laughs> but um, the other thing, too, is that my name, Lorenzo, mm-hmm. is Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, there was – I don't – I forgot to – there was a reason why my mom named me Lorenzo. I don't remember what the reason was. But, um, like, I would – that's kind of cool. So you also keep that line going, having mm-hmm. Italian names. I'm. I have no Italian blood in me, zero. But my name's Italian. My father's name's Italian. That sounds fake. My grandfather's name's Italian. Well, I don't know. Mine's like fucking Irish. Like, yeah. Again, I was the odd man out <laughs> in that situation. Four siblings and yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's also part of the reason why I always contemplate having a big family. Just because yeah. growing up with four fucking siblings has always been like, it's a blessing and a curse. But mm-hmm. like, I would die for my siblings. Yeah, absolutely. And I want my kid <laughs> to experience that. Yeah. Because um, there's just no love like a sibling love. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. I, I like I, I fuck with my brother. Mm-hmm. We, he fucks with me. We get into it. But only I can do exactly. that. Right? Yeah. It's that sentiment. No. I like. Have you ever had one of those experiences where like you see red? Like have you. Because it's only happened to once. me. Once. A handful of times. Only once. I can say. When was that? Get the context. I'm trying to remember the specific details. Well, it was with my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was... (laughs) I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the instances where, again, we butt heads. And I look back now, and it was clearly due to his severe anxiety. Mm. Um. I was a junior. Right. He would have been, I don't know, sixth grade, right? Fifth oh, grade. Er, little baby. Right? <laughs> seventh grade, something like that. He was still in middle school, right? Right. And my parents were gone. Mm-hmm. So my idea was to invite a girl over, right? And I'm thinking there's no way that this kid is going to have a heart attack about me bringing a girl over when it has nothing to do with him. I would. That's a stranger in my fucking house. That and my parents his- aren't here. It wasn't a stranger, though. He knew who it was. So I brought her over, and he throws a fit, right? <laughs> he throws an absolute fit. I'm like, dude, fucking relax, right? I'm just a little teenager. <laughs> he was you know. scared. So you know what he does? What? He has this little iPod touch. <laughs> he took a picture of us in my room, right? <laughs> And he says, I'm going to send this to mom and dad. (laughs) 
I don't think I've ever been so fucking angry. I get up and charge him. He runs to his room and locks his door. I go to the basement, grab a drill. No, you didn't. Go back up and undrill the fucking doorknob. To get to the hinges, oh but I couldn't fucking... even get to that at that point before he goes, fine, <laughs> open the door, and then I had him delete it. <laughs> I was going to murder that child because I was not about to get caught on some stupid shit like that. Oh, my From getting told on by God. my little brother. Right? That is fucking hilarious. I was so angry. I was so upset. And um, he never did it. <laughs> I got away with it. But... Oh, uh, yeah, that that's, was bad. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my I was God. ready to literally start it, like, kick the door down. And I also remember your brother being like, he was tiny. You oh, yeah. chasing a tiny boy like that? Yeah, fuck that little dude. <laughs> oh, my God. He was – and it wasn't even, like, you know, there will be times, you know, especially when you're in high school, middle school, and you're like, oh, my God, my little brother's so annoying. He's so this, right? And then but with your friends, you're like, oh, like – you're just a little brother. Like, it's not nothing like crazy. Mm-hmm. No, all of my friends agreed that that kid was the spawn of Satan <laughs> and that he was a demon child that purposely wanted to see me hurt. <laughs> right? That's what all of my friends agreed on. So I had to go through my high school year mm-hmm. dealing with this child who, <laughs> it seems like, at every point was against me. But, again, it all came down to, you're right, just, like, him just freaking out about stuff that like I wasn't freaking out about, so I just right. I didn't understand. But um, see that was I was that child. I yeah. well I don't feel like well, I you're was the oldest, right? No, I have two older brothers. Oh, you have two older brothers. Okay. Yeah, I have two older brothers, younger sisters. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm like the like technically the middle child, but never gave off middle child energy. No. No. I was no. You do not give off middle child energy. Yeah, at I, all. No. I, I, so I thought you were the oldest. No. You said you had four <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, they must be all younger than you. That's wild. No, um I feel like I wasn't bad when I was like I mean I was the one that had anxiety, like like debilitating anxiety, couldn't leave my house at like nine. It was bad. Yeah. Um but no when I became a teenager like 14, 15, when puberty started to hit, I was an absolute menace to my family. Uh, Because of, like, religious things mainly, and it's just, like, I don't know what it was. There was just anger issues through the roof. And so there was a, I won't say a lot of times, but there were specific times when I definitely, like, saw red. And I remember it happening one time in specific when I was at school. (laughs) And it was, like, the thing is, like, when I see red, I... Was this high school? Yes. Okay. When I see red, I don't remember anything. Like, it, it I, I... I get that. Yeah, so, like, the things that I do remember is because of what people told me. Yeah. But I got into a fight with this guy, and it was, like, over, like, a seat at a lunch table or something. But it was just, like, this repetitive thing. He was just being a piece of shit, and he had been for weeks, and no one was saying anything. And, like, I sat at a table with, like, big-ass dudes, and I was like, why am I having to be the one to say something regardless? So... He starts to be an asshole, and then I, from what I remember, stood up, started saying some very out-of-pocket things, and then don't remember anything that happened in between. And then by the end of it, I was sitting at the other side of the table, and that's all I can recall. From what people told me, they were like, they were like, that was the most heinous shit I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they what were did like, you do? I, 
I I insulted his bloodline. Like I said some very <laughs> I said some very mean things. Um, basically being like, you know, nobody here fucking likes you. <laughs> Everybody God. wants you to get the fuck out of here. You don't Damn. have any friends. We're like also we're high s- school bully shit. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I just I remember. It's so funny because, like, I always confuse the people that I went to middle school with going to high school with me. So you're not going to know any of these people. But no, I remember either. one of the guys I was sitting with, he was like, I had to hold you back. I was like, I don't remember these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, when I see red, I I lose track of time. Yeah. And um, everybody kind of knew not to fuck with me after that. That's Yeah, that's good. That was nice. I think, like, the only, any other time that I saw red was, like, with my parents. Yeah. When I was just like, fuck you. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I would – I still don't curse. Oh, yeah, parents. that – I've – I yeah I've had multiple times because for me, um, me and my mom did not get along when I was a kid like yeah. at all literally mm-hmm. probably up until like I graduated high school like we butted heads constantly mm-hmm. um, and it's really funny because my brother is I best way to describe my brother is like my mom yeah but worse yeah so obviously I butted heads with my brother a lot more but I butted heads with my mom too and. Um, I've gotten between my middle school days when I said I was bad, mm-hmm. got kicked out of the house three times. What? You never told me that. Yep. I got kicked out of the house three times, and um, one of them was overnight. Um, I just stayed at a friend's house. Um, and, yeah. I mean, uh, stupid shit. Always, it's always over stupid shit, right? It's, stupid it's never shit. anything that's, like, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, it, 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 there's definitely some times that I got a little ragey. And um, the worst of it was the first time I got kicked out of the house. <laughs> I didn't know how I didn't get my ass beat because I would have beat my ass. Mm-hmm. If I was so mad, I got kicked out in like the middle of winter mm-hmm. and it was cold. <laughs> so I stayed in the garage. Oh my God. And I was so mad, I cut the wires. <gasps> oh my God. In the garage. Yeah. The what? The 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 thing that o- operates that opens the garage. I cut the wires. Yeah. You fucking yeah. criminal. Yeah. That is so. Yep. Oh my god. That, that was, was the bad. best thing I've ever. <laughs> I was petty, dude. I was. I was a little shit. Um, so fucking funny. And like the thing was, it's like. I was mad at my mom kicked me out, right? It was me and my mom. You know who had to pay for that? My dad. Right? And there weren't many times. You with fucking yeah. scissors cutting that yeah. shit. Oh, well, my God. I would say, like, now, I'm, like, I am the mixture of my parents, right? right. My mom, very, very, like, best way to describe this, dramatic. Right. Very dramatic, <laughs> okay. right? Um, my father, very neutral, very mm-hmm. mellow, very, I would say even uppity, right? He's very, if you ever met my father, he's very, hello, how's it going? Like, outgoing, nice to meet you, dead person. My right. mom, a little more standoffish. Mm-hmm. But I, I get both of those aspects. I, I also have a very mellow vibe. Mm-hmm. My dad has not, like, he's not, like, gotten you know, disciplining with me very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can probably count on my hands how, the amount of times that he has. That was one of those days. Yeah. He um, he was not <laughs> happy. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Another time I got kicked out, he, I literally was just like, just in the neighborhood, and I was just going by my friends in the neighborhood, and he had to like, like hours later, he had to like get in his car and go and try to find me <laughs> in the neighborhood, and I was like actively hiding from him. <laughs> And so he finally found me, and he was like, come home. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. It was bad, dude. I was, <laughs> you were a little shit. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, by the time I went to high school, it mainly gone, went away. Yeah, I was the exact opposite. Yeah. My parents were strict, too. My parents were pretty fucking strict. Mine were, too, but I was still just like, fuck you. Like, yeah, me, too. I was I was a rule breaker. I was just telling, talking about this on my podcast. They're like, like, I snuck out of the house mm-hmm. so many fucking times see i wasn't that kind of kid so many times because i still it's funny because like as much as they were strict i still had a lot of freedom and i feel like that was mainly because of my mom mm-hmm. like if i wanted to yeah. i could have like gone out and just had to be back by like a reasonable time if mm-hmm. it was like a weeknight but yeah no. uh, my parents didn't really give a fuck in regards to that they're like as long yeah. as you text us where you're at like fine Nope, I, I was, they were super unreasonable. Like, even all my friends were like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, w- I couldn't go out with friends consecutive days in a row. Like, I, I, if I went out with them on a Friday night and, like, slept over at a friend's house and, like, hey, we're all meeting up on Saturday, they're like, oh, you're just with them yesterday. <laughs> you already had your phone. Like, what? <laughs> the f- what the fuck am I supposed to do now then? Okay, fine. And I, I, I think I said it on my, told this story on my podcast. Um, there was a time where literally I was hanging out with my friends and they told me to come home at like seven, <laughs> right? And I, I'm a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. right? So they co- told me to come home at like seven o'clock. I didn't have my license right. yet. So my friend, I was all out in fucking Colgate, Wisconsin, which is about 35 minutes from here. Jesus Christ. And I had to have my friend drop me off at seven o'clock while all my other friends are still hanging out at his house. Mm-hmm. Drop me off. And he goes, and I go, dude, if I sneak out, will you, like, just wait around for, like, a half hour? He goes, yeah. So I went into my room, told my parents I was going to bed at, like, 8. <laughs> and then, like, an hour later, I snuck out of my window, got back in his car, went back to his house, and I was there till like, 1 in the morning until he dropped me back off. See, no. Nope. No. Yeah. My, I think, I don't know. This is something, like, in particular that we've talked about before. Growing up people of color and growing up with parents of color, there is a certain level of fear that is instilled in you. Yeah. And I had that fear. Uh, I should have had that fear. I absolutely had that fear. I couldn't even – well, mainly because my room was always on the second floor. Um, But I couldn't even picture the idea of sneaking out. Yeah. Ever. No. It does – well, for one, it just didn't intrigue me, but Mm. two – I don't know. I feel like all of the people I was friends with kind of had the same kind of parents where they're just like, yeah, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Just, like, don't be a criminal. Uh, I hung around too many white people. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be it. That might explain I a was bold. Things. I was bold. And I got caught a couple times. Yeah. Nope. I got caught a couple times. And, um, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I didn't have, I'm going to beat your ass type parents. I did, but... That only happened like once or twice, right? Um, and I would have to really push it for that to to get to that point. Um, but I definitely, I I was bold. I should not have done like half the things that I did. Yeah, I think for me it was because um 
I was always so open and honest with my mom anyways, and I still am to this day. Like, yeah. I've told people she knows yeah. more about my sex life than like most people would have conversations yeah. with their moms about. Um, and so I think she always knew that if anything were to happen, I would tell her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she she knew that like she wasn't gonna be in, like she wasn't not gonna be involved in shit that happened. Yeah. So like by the time I was nineteen, <laughs> she she's like, if any of my kids get kidnapped, it's probably gonna be you because yeah. you just <laughs> she's like you just do things without thinking sometimes. Like yeah. there was um. I mentioned this on one of the episodes of the podcast. There's this guy that, like, I met on Tinder uh, from, he was, like, from fucking Kenosha. Drove all the way that night, came, picked me up, went back to his place, fucked around, went back to my place. And my mom was just like, you had no idea what his intentions were. I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I mean, yeah, she's right. If any of her kids were going to go missing, it probably would have been me at 19. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was the weird thing, too, with me, because it's like, my parents were so strict, mm-hmm. and then my senior year of high school, they just let me do whatever the fuck yeah, I wanted. Yeah, it's like once you re- yeah. reach a certain age, they kind of just like let go of No, like they, it was complete 180, yeah. and I was just like, what is this? Yeah. It's just this newfound freedom, and um, like I, I was fine. Like I, like I never did anything that was like, oh, this kid might be going on the wrong path. Like right. I never did any of never. Okay, I wouldn't say that. I had never gotten in trouble for doing <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I was still doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, but, like, I never got myself into any danger. Mm-hmm. Like, I never got myself put in any of those positions. So I think they recognize that, you know, up to that point, I've gotten that far without doing anything drastically stupid, mm-hmm. right? So um, as soon as I was 18, they just, you know, kind of just said, you know, do whatever. And um, I just, I'm still salty about it to this day because, you know, as being the oldest, mm-hmm. You are the child child, you know? You I are was going to say, there's definitely, like, a difference. Yeah. Um, so as my brother was starting, because I, you know, I graduated high school and moved out of the house. Um, I stayed a year at the house, uh, commuted my freshman year of college, then I left. And at this point, my brother's in high school. Mm. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. He, like, had almost, like, nothing. Like, he, he didn't have to sneak out because mm-hmm. he could just go whenever he wanted. You know, he got a car earlier than me. Mm-hmm. He 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 basically was just like all these things. But I will say the one thing that kind of sucked for him that I'm glad that I didn't go through because I know my life would have been living hell mm-hmm. if I was like four years younger. Mm-hmm. He had we had a ring system. Oh, you would have mm-hmm. been fucked. Not only on the doors, on the windows. Yeah. Yep. Every window in the house has a, a ring monitor on it, mm-hmm. so he can't sneak out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the other thing was they had his location, mm. which wasn't a thing when I was in high school, right? Yeah. So, you know, he he used it, you know, with with he was fine too. He didn't do anything stupid, mm-hmm. but um, he definitely had a lot more freedom than I did. Yeah, I was gonna say because like having two older brothers i feel like my oldest brother definitely like obviously was the child uh, like the trial child but also like the way that i explain it is um me and my oldest brother are probably some of the most like siblings out of all my parents kids mm-hmm. um, you're the oldest girl yeah okay um and i whether it's because of that or because we're both tauruses i don't know what the fuck it is mm-hmm. um but we were both the ones that like stood up to our parents and like yeah. you know had a lot of friends would go out and do things yeah. and then <laughs> Actually, wait, this kind of makes a lot of sense. So, 
we're both Tauruses. And then my other older brother and my younger sister, the one that was going to come on today, are mm-hmm. Cancers. And they are both so fucking reserved. Yeah. They have some friends, but they never leave the fucking yeah. house. And then I'm you have curated. the yeah, the youngest sister, and she's a Capricorn, and she's just a menace to fucking society. <laughs> <laughs> but That's awesome. No, me and uh, my oldest brother, we were definitely the ones that always kind of push the limits. And so I feel like my parents learned from my oldest brother, but I – the difference was one, I was a girl, and then two, I had my mother's anger. Yeah. Which my mom was always the one that disciplined all the kids. Mm-hmm. We were never like scared of my dad because like my dad wasn't pussy shit. Yeah. He just wasn't my mom when it came to like putting his foot down. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. Yeah. So like, my mom had to go up against herself for like five years mm-hmm. with me, and then I was horrible to all of my siblings because I was mentally ill. I needed to go to therapy. (laughs) That's why I had so much anger and I didn't have any way to get it out of my body. And so that's part of the reason why I want to have my sister on here because I've mentioned it before where like my family talks about it. They're like, we are still afraid of you to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, was I really that scary? Like to me, it was never about um, being angry as much as like I was trying to be heard and nobody was listening. And so then I started to get angry. But I was never, like, a, a physically violent person. No. No. It was just more so – I was just really mean yeah. <laughs> like with the things that I said. Um, and I guess just very intimidating, mm-hmm. which my mother claims might be the reason why I haven't had a long-term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that the whole, like – I get that because I, I feel like my brother's very similar where he, like – the difference between him, with at least with me, he was also um, physical, but – he, again, he's younger, so yeah. like he never hurt me because right. he was incapable of hurting me. Right. And I even tell him to this day, he's an inch shorter than me, but he's a little I bigger. I was gonna than say me. he's he's, he's, he's a little bigger. Yeah, he's he's probably about five pounds heavier than me. Yeah. Um, but I still tell him to this day, like I will still beat your ass. Like that will never change. I feel like he can, can whoop beat, your ass. No. Yes, he, I feel we like even he still can. play wrestle, and he still can't. Like it. It's just something, and I'm sure that other older brothers who have younger brothers mm-hmm. will always understand, like, because you've seen it, you've probably seen it so many times where, like, there'll be, like, six foot three younger brothers, six foot four younger brothers, five foot nine oldest brother. Mm-hmm. And that oldest brother, I guarantee you, will always still whip their <laughs> ass, and it won't even be close. Like, there's a, there's a really famous UFC fighter by the name of John Jones. Have you heard of him? No. Um, he's like considered one of the best fighters of all time, mm-hmm. right? And he has two older brothers that were both in the NFL. Like, there's just basically a family of just genes. Of oh, just right? monsters. Yeah. Just monsters <laughs> yeah. of genes. They're all six foot three plus, mm-hmm. um, just muscular ass dudes. And I remember seeing this interview and he goes, Oh, yeah, my oldest brother would still whip my ass. <laughs> like, this is considered one of the greatest fighters in history. And he goes, Yeah, it's not even close. Hmm. Because it's just something about that dynamic, especially knowing that w- that's somebody that I've been going at it for the better part of half my life, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's never going to change. See, my thing is, like, I feel like growing up with two older brothers has given me advantage because I feel like I could whoop any guy's ass. Oh, yeah. I could take a man down that's it. easily, mm-hmm. easily, because yeah. you have to learn. You mm-hmm. have to learn. And they're, like, what, twice my size, relatively. And, like, my oldest brother is a firefighter lieutenant, an EMT. Man's. How tall are your brothers? I'm the shortest in my family. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're my height. You're 5'9", you're right? 5'8"? 
Five nine. I'm like 5'9". I'm the shortest of my family. Well, listen, it's obviously genetics, but like all yeah. my grandparents were all really fucking tall. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that's where all that correlation comes from. Um, it's not like we're all s- super tall, but yeah. like we're just above, above average, average height. Yeah. yeah. So like my oldest brother is like 6'1". Um, my other brother, he's like 5'10", 5'11". My younger sister, she's six foot. <laughs> I know, yeah. and it's funny because I remember there was a like our uh, pediatrician growing up always said that she was gonna be the tallest, but you're just like oh, okay, mm-hmm. fucking yeah, holy shit. See that's oh that's <laughs> fucked because my pediatrician was wrong <laughs> because when it comes to height in my family, it's so weird. I'm taller than both my parents. My dad's like five seven. My mom's like five two. Mm-hmm. Right, short parents. Right. Um, my family. It's mixed. Mm-hmm. My mom's side, mm-hmm. most of the guys are six foot up, right? Right. My dad's side, most of the people are five nine and lower, mm-hmm. right? So I had a huge growth spurt. I was small as a kid. I was always really small. Mm-hmm. And then from the summer of freshman to sophomore year, I grew like six inches. Yeah. Maybe seven. Like I had a huge growth spurt. And then the next time I grew another like three or four. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're projected to be, you know, six foot plus. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> no. I hit 5'9 my junior year of high school. That's Socked. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, is fucked because my cousin, mm-hmm. who's fucking six foot tall on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. And then um, my other cousin on my dad's side, he's like, yeah, like 5'11. Yeah. No, I feel like most people in my family are like above average height. Like, not even, like, just my yeah. family. I mean, like, my extended family. Yeah. But, no, my oldest brother, he's – man's is beefy. Yeah. Like, definitely – here, I'll show you a picture. And, but when we were kids, it's funny because we used to look like twins even yeah. though we're, like, fucking six years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I always tell people that, like, my mom has, like, a bunch of kids from, like, the rainbow because, like, we're all different shades. Yeah. None of us are, like, the same skin tone. <laughs> I mean, if my parents had more kids, it would have been the same way because I'm – one of the darkest in my family really oh yeah like well you haven't seen me in the summer yet like i at my darkest damn <laughs> he's got style too <laughs> that was when he went to the kendrick concert oh okay yeah. yeah yeah see like in my family um i think i told you about this already but like when it comes to Puerto Ricans, you have the three shades. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. you go to the island, and you, you will see literally every sort of skin color you mm-hmm. could find because of basically the heritage there. You have, you know, the conquerors of the European, you know, the Spaniard blood, mm-hmm. um, which is all throughout um, basically every Puerto Rican. Yeah. You have the native blood, you know, which is – what you would think uh, a native Caribbean blood looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the African blood because the Caribbean was a very, very important part of the slave trade. Mm-hmm. And um, you go to the island, you'll see people with, you know, dark skin, mm-hmm. um, coarse African curly hair, and then you'll see people with straight hair, mm-hmm. damn near white. Yeah. And, th- and there's me who's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I have family members that have the darker skin with the curly hair. I have family members that look like they're from Europe. Mm-hmm. And then I have family members that like me. And my brother mm-hmm. is definitely is way more of a European. Like, he is much lighter skin. He can get tan, but his tannest is, like, a normal tan for me. Right. Like, his darkest is, like, a normal tan for me. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I remember I went to Mexico um, for my uncle's wedding and I was there for two weeks and we were in Cancun. Mm. And if you ever been to Cancun, I have not. It's sun. It's beating sun for hours on end. If you're outside, and obviously you're in Mexico, you're going to want to be outside, right? And mm-hmm. It's the, the pool resort and everything. You're in the sun for hours on end. Right. And I don't burn. I've burned three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Two of them were in Mexico because they're just in – and I don't even, like, get, like, red. I just get, like – It just hurts. Little, yeah, it just hurts, and I get a little – um Flaky? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. So, um, but when I was – I – I probably look like I looked Indian, pretty much. <laughs> like I, I look super fucking dark. I, I might have a photo in here, but like, yeah, I, I get pretty fucking dark. No, I was gonna say I went to with Caroline actually. Um, last week we went to the beach and all them bitches tanned, and I didn't. And yeah. I was like, this is not. F- I have no tans. And yeah. usually, like, I tan pretty easily. Like, I get Same. dark pretty easily. But like, when I was a kid, I mean. I was a yeah. black child because I was out in the sun all the fucking yeah. time. And I also think that's where I got all those freckles on my stomach from because I don't know where else I could have gotten them from. Yeah. I I, I oh, went to the beach too recently. And that's my oldest brother. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said your mom's mixed, right? Yeah. So okay. she – a lot of times she does – people come up to her and start speaking Spanish because she does look like she's – Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like she's poor. Well, and I have, like, in the summertime, there'll be people that think that I'm mixed. Yeah. So, like, I'd be like, no. And then – And that's a talent within mixed – like, the black community, we yeah. can always tell who the fuck is mixed. Yeah, that's true. No, always. it's always, it's always like, white people who think, like, you're, you're like half. Well, uh, yeah, and there are some times where I've had um, some black people thinking that, like, I'm – like, I'll ask, I'll ask, like, what do you think I am? They're like, you're either, like, Mexican or mixed. I would never pick you to be mixed. No, you don't give off the vibe. Yeah. There's a vibe. Us mixed people give off. Yeah. I would definitely say that. uh, I I grew up with one, you Mm -hmm. know, and he is an anomaly, too, because Mm -hmm. he's also part Asian. So, like. Oh, that that is the most mixed motherfucker you will ever. That is the the most light skinned motherfucker you will ever (laughs) meet. I mean, to a T. You look up light skin on like fucking like Urban Dictionary, there's a picture of that motherfucker in there. Yeah, no, he embraces it. Fits all the stereotypes. Body and soul. Oh, my God. Um, Of course, when I say light skin, and I know there's people who know what I'm talking about, yes, he has the eyes. Yep, he's got the hazel eyes. He's got the hazel eyes. eyes He's got the light skin. Yep, with the curly hair. Yep, he's got yep. the mixed name. Yep. I ain't no way you couldn't. Oh my god, no. you could tell from a mile off. Yeah, no, it's, but it's, but he gets confused as like for people who aren't as familiar with that type of stuff. He gets confused for like um, Latino all the time. Oh yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He definitely looks a little like I would pick him to have some sort of Asian but in him. Y- yeah, but that's the thing. That's what. That's why people think he's Latino because there are a lot of um, uh, Latinos who have some sort of Asian like aesthetic to mm. him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, no, I it's, mean. it's 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 really interesting because like that's definitely someone like both of us throughout our lives have always been confused for something. Yeah, like no. we never like. Oh, I feel like only Puerto Ricans can tell that I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, you know what I mean, or maybe some Mexican. No, it's like, funny because um, I have a friend who's like he's like straight from Puerto Rican, like yeah. from the island, but mm-hmm. is of the definitely looks more white passing. Yeah, but um, his grandmother, from what I remember, is um korean okay and so i have to find a picture because hold on yeah you well, well while you were saying that like mm-hmm. there's there's people on the island that i've seen that are like blonde and blue eyes 
They speak fucking, not even fluent Spanish, Puerto Rican Spanish, which is a damn near different language. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. That man is white. <laughs> that man is white. I would have never guessed he's Puerto Rican until you hear him speaking on the phone. And yeah. like, it's funny because you can hear like the different in his accent when he talks mm-hmm. to someone who's like from Puerto Rico. Like, oh yeah. Versus, I'm like, oh, your whole vocal cords. Just no, changed. it's it's a completely different language. Completely it's really different. funny because, like, recently my. We, I was at Easter, mm-hmm. and um, my grandmother, my Mexican side, mm-hmm. my gra- Mexican grandmother, who's 100% Mexican, um, came over to my other side of the family for Easter, um, my Puerto Rican side. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to both of them. Because my, my grandmother, my Mexican grandmother, she was a teacher at Spanish Immersion for 45 years. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, she's retired now. But... She's obviously very fluent in Spanish, and right. she speaks. She can. She doesn't speak like heavy. She doesn't have like a heavy Mexican accent. She doesn't have an accent at all. But um, again, that's because she's third generation Mexican here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my grandmother is from the island, mm. so and she speaks English, but not that well. Right. And the reason why I can, I'm not, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but the reason why I can speak as much as I can and understand as much as I can is because of her. Mm-hmm. And then I have to remem- rem- remind myself sometimes that, again, Puerto Rican Spanish is a different Spanish. It's co- and it's different depending on what side of the island you're yeah. on, too. It's it's wild. Like, there's just words that we just made up. Yeah. Just completely made up that if I said, like, when you're t- taught Spanish, I'll give you an example. Um, banana. Mm-hmm. You think banana mm-hmm. or in some parts platano right mm-hmm. um our word for banana mm-hmm. guineo <laughs> what that has to do with what the root is that i don't fucking know that sounds nothing like any of like platano sounds like plantain makes sense mm-hmm. it's a type of banana right banana <laughs> pretty fucking self-explanatory yeah. yeah no guineo why like i i There'd be times in high school where I was taking Spanish and I was like, would say things that are just like, that's right, but not in the Spaniard Spanish that you're teaching me. You know what I mean? So no, my ex uh, girlfriend is actually fluent in Spanish, and not that she is Spanish. Um, She just she traveled down to um, Brazil and lived there for a while, and so she's she's fluent in Spanish. Yeah, how does that work? She learned Spanish in Brazil. Because well, they, they speak Portuguese. Yeah, there, no, so she's, like, she's fluent. Guess, she started learning Spanish before she left, and then now she obviously has an understanding of Portuguese. Sure, yeah. But she speaks mainly Spanish. Yeah, because and they're similar. Here. They're very similar. They're similar, but like, No, yeah, you can tell like the difference. Yeah, 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 they're like cousins. You can tell when someone's speaking Portuguese. But no, she's, Span- uh, she's fluent in Spanish, but yeah, she does know Portuguese. She also knows, because uh, she lived in India for a while, too. Um, knows Hindu? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh, jealous of people like that. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Like I can't even learn my native language. <laughs> what I would give to be able to like. Oh my god! I wish I knew like Nigerian. Like I, I wish mm-hmm. I knew more of like Yoruba, like mm-hmm. those kinds of like that culture Beautiful and languages. those languages. Oh yeah. my god! Like and like the African cultures where like they like use their tongue and like they. Mm-hmm. I want to. Man, you yeah. give me the chance, and I'm using that shit all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I don't care who knows it or who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking that language all the time. Yeah, just absolutely gorgeous languages for yeah. sure. That's like actually like that's there's two places in um 
Africa I want to go to, and one of them is Morocco, and the other one is Nigeria. Oh my I'd god! I'd love to go to Nigeria because that's where everybody came from. Nigeria, yeah. like West mm-hmm. Africa, like those countries in specific yeah. is like where we're all, you know, mm-hmm. we were brought from. Um, but it's funny because my boss at my job, he always talks about it because he, so the place that I work, we it's a cigar bar. Yeah. And my boss has had a very interesting life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, has lived all over the world, has done a whole bunch of shit. There was a point in time where he was the private chef for one of the Cuban ambassadors. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when I tell you we get Cubans, we actually get Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so anytime he talks about it, he's like, because he, he's a very particular man. Sure. And he has always asked if, you know, I want to travel with him in the future. Yeah. And he's like, people would love you in Cuba. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> he's like, just your whole aesthetic, they would love yeah. you in Cuba. And I'm like. All right, well, once I get my passport, we're going then, and yeah. you're paying for the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to take me and Caroline to Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, this, he's one of those guys. Yeah, for sure. He has, he, I mean, he got the, if you got the money, you pay yeah, for yeah, it. I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> Absolutely. But I know that you want to talk about. Oh, yes, that is a perfect fucking segue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll give it the, the context. So, <laughs> um, uh, you said it before, you work at Shakers, mm-hmm. and, um, I, on Monday, I was going to, lo- Shakers is located in the, uh, in Walker's Point, mm-hmm. and um, I will, me and my buddies were going to a restaurant in Walker's Point, which I had no idea was literally next door to Shakers, because I've never been to Shakers, I had, mm-hmm. have, I've only been to like one bar mm-hmm. in, in Walker's Point, which I know that I I need to start exploring because there's some cool fucking places. There are some really cool places. Um, and we were going to this uh, restaurant, and we got there. It was like really busy. Yeah. And we asked. It's always busy there. What uh what the wait was? They said like a 25 minute wait. We're like, bet. Let's go grab a drink. Mm. So uh, we went to. Did you go to the one on the corner or the one in between? The corner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there at first, and then we decided not to go, and then um. We were like, all right, let's just go to Shakers then. And we're mm-hmm. like, all right, bet. So we go to Shakers, and you know, I went in there. I saw, I said hi to Caroline because she was about to give a tour. She did her own thing, and I sat at the bar, um, ordered a beer, <laughs> and I'm looking around because <laughs> Shakers is a very interesting place, <laughs> very interesting in the, in the sense of their decor, shall I say? <laughs> so I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, this is very spooky vibes for sure they're really playing on that um mm-hmm. i fucked with it i was like this is a cool vibe like i i, I mess with it a lot and um <laughs> my brother uh, it was like he was like dude i'm gonna get a cigar i'm like dude we have like 20 minutes until our tables get ready you don't have time you're not gonna finish a cigar in 20 minutes I'm like where do they even sell them he goes oh like right back there and i'm like oh i looked over there <laughs> and i'm like oh they're selling t-shirts that's cool <laughs> so i go up and i look at the t-shirts <laughs> And I see a sign that says Dahmer Tees, $20 or whatever, right? And I'm thinking, like, Dahmer? Like, Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> like, what do you mean Dahmer Tees? And these, they just had T-shirts with Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> mugshot that they're selling at this bar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, if, you know what? If it was, like, five years ago, I would have been like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. But the fact that not only there was, like, controversy around <laughs> – them having, like, you know, the Dahmer Netflix series and, like, people, like, kind of profiting off of this mass murderer that killed and tortured multiple people. I was like, that's bold. <laughs> that's fucking bold. Like, I don't really care, but damn. 
that's just I just was the last thing I was expecting to see. So I will give context to that. Um, I am not one of those people who is in support of profiting off of these things. So don't take that as it is. We might actually have to block out the name of the place that I work at because there's been a lot of issues in the past. Oh, so really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I got you. <coughs> but back in the like mid-90s, uh, Dahmer used to come there. Oh. Yeah, come to Shakers. Okay, sorry. Continue. There you go. Um, and it's because a lot of people, I don't, I'm sure they've talked about it in documentaries, but Walker's Point is where he picked up the majority of his yeah. victims. And that's because that was like one of the main sections of Milwaukee that had the most gay bars. Yeah. Um, and so Shakers was there during that time period. Like it had been like become Shakers in like the 80s. Um, and so he would come there and we actually, it's, he was such a fucking weirdo. Uh, we actually still have the chair that he would sit in because he would only sit in one specific really? chair every time he came. Holy and it shit. was um, at the end of the bar closest to like the door. Mm. And like you can see through the kitchen out that large window. Yeah. And he would just sit there and just watch people walk by the entire time that he was there. He'd always be alone? Oh, yeah. And he would show up and he would only ever get a gin and tonic. Okay. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, extremely misogynistic. So yeah. he wouldn't allow any woman to serve him. Yeah. And so... The owner of the bar was the only person that could serve him. Wow. Plus one of the dishwashers at that time because he was a man. Um, and he's done interviews before where, like, he's talked about it. Like, he's like, he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah, like, I don't know I what I've you guys want those. me to no, say. No, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. He was like, he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, uh, his demeanor was just yeah. whatever. And um, he never picked, from what we know, we ne- he never picked up anybody from Shakers. Yeah. Um, but that was the area that he spent a lot of his time. Okay. So we, we give a tour. Yeah. Um, and it's like an hour and a half long. It's a walking tour of the whole entire, like the majority of like Walker's yeah. Point. We walk you up and down a couple of blocks. And the first half is like telling his childhood story and the information that we have on that. And then the second half is telling about mm-hmm. the victims. We show you where he picked up people. Mm-hmm. And we don't um, – Different tour guides say different things, but most tour guides are like, we are not here to profit off of, like, yeah, this is, people are here for a reason. To be fair to you, 100%, like, there are both sides of the coin, right? Because, uh, yes, I'm sure, like, obviously there are, I'm sure, millions of dollars being profit off of just the likeness of serial killers in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said... You still can't, like, regardless of what type of history it is, you can't deny that it is history, right. right? And not only is it history, unfortunately, it's a part of Milwaukee's history. Yeah, like, one of the most significant things that have happened yeah. here within the past, like, 60 fucking years. Yeah, like, it's it's a big part of Milwaukee's history, and it's like, you know, people are curious. People want to know. People want to see these things. I've like researched and stuff like fucking that. Fucking all over the world come to yeah. that tour. Which, which, okay, like that, that makes more sense. I, I definitely did not know the context behind it, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's one that you definitely, especially nowadays, like you definitely have to tread lighter mm-hmm. on like, um, on that type of stuff. But again, you're right. It's a, not only a part of Milwaukee's history, it's a part of that bar's history, you mm-hmm. know? And as you said, it's a, a bar that has a lot of history because it's not just they're not they're not selling this whole bar because oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer was no. here. No, there's, there's more to it. And I would like to talk about it because I yeah, think our, his, our bar's history is actually really yeah. interesting because um, I'm also one of the tour guides, so I know yeah. everything. Um, so the building was established in 1864, 1894, um, and it was originally built on top of a graveyard. Yeah. 
So that's why we believe there's a lot of spiritual activity that takes place. Mm -hmm. So the bar that I work at is one of the most haunted bars in America, like mm -hmm. top five. And um, in, I want to say, late 1920s, early 1930s, Al Capone and his brother Frank Capone owned the building. Um, and they turned the... Owned that building? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Interesting. They turned um, the front half, which was like where the front bar is, into like a, an opt, and it was like a, a, a soda bottle company called okay. ABC Soda Bottle. And then the back half was a speakeasy. Okay. Um, and then... That was like during Prohibition. Prohibition, time. Yeah. yeah. So obviously they, they couldn't, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then the two floors upstairs were a brothel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so there are a lot of residential ghosts that we talk about specifically. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have had their own interactions. I've had my own mm -hmm. as well. Um, and most people who have, like, ties to, like, spirituality or, like, uh, have an interest in it find their way to Shakers. And sure. so I feel like it's, like, almost like a hub. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people that I work with have some sort of spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they end up there. Um, and that's why I feel like I started working there in the first place. Because you just – it's just like a um, – it just – it calls to certain individuals. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, a, a girl that haunts the, uh, the women's bathroom because, you know, she was climbing a tree back when it was a graveyard and she fell to her death in that area. So a lot of people have interactions with her. Um, mm -hmm. There are – there's a ghost named O'Connor, and he was a Civil War vet, and he – I've had so many interactions. He, like, will touch my hair and, like, he'll rub my arm. Like, I oh felt. Oh, my God. I'll feel someone, like, holding the, my back or, like, rubbing my thigh. And that's because he's very flirtatious with women. Um, and then one of our most uh, well known spirits is Molly Brennan. And she was a brothel worker. She was also known as, like, the Capone's A girl. Okay. Because uh, she brought in so much fucking money. She was, like, a like, really big thing. Um, and her, like, this jealous lover came in, strangled her on her bed, cut up her body in the bathtub, and then burned her in the fireplace that we still have to this day. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she still hangs around there, and, um, I felt her, I've, like, usually when I feel like there's hands on my face, I usually know that that's Molly. Um, so. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and, like, um, during one of the first times that I was learning the tour, I was downstairs in the basement, and one of the things that we talk about is, um, shadow people. I don't know if you know what that is. I've heard loosely such things about Yeah, like, like, when I say spirits, I'm thinking of, like, a full-body apparition, like, mm -hmm. what you think a ghost would look like sure. of a person. A shadow person is, like, a shadow. Mm -hmm. It has, like, no, like, facial features, no, like, really, like, anything There's to it. A dark figure. Dark yeah. figure. And so, I'm, like, downstairs learning the tour for the first time. <laughs> And I'm, like, looking. For the first time? Yeah, for the first time. And um, shadow people, like, typically, like, show about, like, your peripherals. Mm -hmm. And so I just see something, like, over, like, <laughs> by this, like, like um, what is it called? Uh, this, like, stand or something. And okay. I, like, look. And I see this thing, like, hands on top of, like, this thing and, like, peering uh, at me. <laughs> peering uh -uh. at me. And uh -uh. then when I look at it, I saw it, like, jump away. Like, it had been caught. And I was, yeah. like fuck me okay they weren't bullshitting me when they said this place yeah. was haunted and then we walk further and i see it run full like full sprinting behind a whole bunch of shit and i just stay quiet because i was like if i acknowledge it it's not gonna leave me oh alone my God. um and i've seen like ghosts upstairs in the bar um mm. usually like when it's like people are smoking a lot and the doors aren't open yeah in the cigar smoke you'll see like full body apparitions oh my god and then um there was one time before we had opened and i saw this guy sitting at these couches in the back and i'm like we're not open i know there's nobody back there and then i turned away and then i looked back and he's gone i was like hell no <laughs> like, okay like so did you ever have 
these type of interactions for you with the shakers or when you went to shakers is the first time you actually felt something this powerful that you're seeing these type of things and you're feeling these type of things shakers was like when i like really started okay. seeing shit because like yeah. i don't feel like i was ever in a place that had that kind of yeah. energy before I, I don't like fucking go to graveyards and shit yeah so um <laughs> i i I'm very 50-50 when it comes to that type of stuff, right? Mm. I'm not a whole, like, no, that stuff doesn't exist, but I'm also not like, oh, I see. But I will say, <laughs> like I said, I lived a block away, literally two blocks away from a graveyard. Mm -hmm. And when you're a little kid and you have a – and it's not a small graveyard. It's no, it's a massive huge, it's huge. Because it's basically two different graveyards. You have – the main um, Arlington Cemetery. Mm -hmm. Then you have the War Memorial attached to it. You literally take a bridge right over it. Mm -hmm. And the War Memorial Cemetery is what's right next to, um, if anybody who's familiar with uh, Milwaukee, it's right next to Miller Park. Mm -hmm. Miller Park, not American Family Field. Miller Park, Miller we still call Park. it that. Next to Miller Park, right? And um, so it's giant. This place is huge. And um, when you're you know, a little kid and you're looking for places to hang around and it's not in dangerous streets, you mm -hmm. know, we go to the graveyard. We go play around, right? Yep. When you're trying to be – and when you're young, want to go to some spooky and mm -hmm. exhilarating, you go to the graveyard at night. Yeah. There's so many times I've been in the graveyard at night. And a lot of the times was just, you know, nothing. But there definitely have been times you where, You saw like, some shit? I, not even seeing shit. I felt shit. Like what? Like, I love these stories. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one time I can kind of remember is there's always been one um, – I don't even know if it's a grave. It might just be like a little monument mm -hmm. um, that always scared the fucking shit out of me. And you've been to that grave before. You might even recognize it. It's a giant angel. I haven't seen that shit. Okay. Um, it's it's deeper in. Um, but it's, it's just giant angel. Mm -hmm. And it always has a light underneath. Uh -huh. Right? At night, there's a light underneath that illuminates this angel. And... Um, There'll be times where, like, we were walking around, and anytime I go by that one specifically, because it's also that angel's right next to this underground. There's like this little hill that has a little crypt in it, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I've definitely been around there and I've like felt something, something. like brushed across my shoulder or mm -hmm. like, yeah, I've had a couple times there. There's a couple times where. <laughs> <laughs> what um yeah there i was younger and you know he needed okay <laughs> you're hanging out with the opposite sex <laughs> and you know you've i had strict parents i they can't come inside you know the, and, graveyard are all fucking places yeah that i is mean demonic yeah getting you, your, you gotta getting do what your you gotta do rubbed while you're next to dead bodies uh, you gotta do what you gotta do no there's so many other places been dead. They've been dead for centuries. No, we lived in the same area, and I promise you, I have better places than a fucking graveyard. Oh I guess. Wait, so you go to Juno into the fucking. Is that where you want me to go? Yeah. No. There's it. it anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have uh, done some things. That's so nasty. But that's nasty. I mean, okay, 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 but 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 you know, that's back when I was like in middle school, you know. Or not even middle school, like freshman year, eighth grade, like around that area, right? Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't, I wasn't having sex yet, but I was making out with girls, right? You know, <laughs> and I, there was a time where there's, you know, that big hill, right? Yeah. That big hill, um, in that hill, um, the people that are buried there mm -hmm. are all, um, 
a part of the Jesuit community. They're all priests or deacons or brothers or whatever, right? Right. They get buried. Uh, they're all Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Um, and excuse me, you know that building on top of the hill, right? Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, no. That building's always locked. Um, underneath, um, there's another little crypt okay. in there, right? And it's usually locked. Okay. What did you do? Not always. What did you do? Um, I went in there. Oh, my God. And I was making out with a girl. Oh, my God. And, um, like, a dead ass, no wind. Zero wind. It was a bright, sunny summer day. Zero wind. So we opened the door. We went in. Nasty. And within, like, five minutes, the gate that opens slams shut. He was saying, get the fuck out of my grave. Slams shut. Don't nobody want to see that shit when they're trying yeah. to lay and so, be dead? Like, fuck so, that. yeah, that shit slams shut, and it scared the shit out of both of us. We were just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. We did not leave. Oh, but, my God. Um, I also was, like, kind of passing off. Like, oh, that was just the wind. There was no fucking. I like looking back on it now. I was like, that was men. That was what they are just like. built different. Y'all are just yeah, raging yeah. horny monsters. <laughs> if that shit, that's like horror film shit. Yeah. Oh, it was just the wind. It was in the day. It was the middle of the day. That don't mean shit. Spirits don't have no clock. Dude, they don't give a fuck. That was that was that was the comfort thought that went through my mind. It was like it's nothing that happens in the day. They're my dick would went soft. What do no, you mean? What do you mean? Not when you're. 14, 15. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are probably, like, the main two. Um, other than that, I that those are two occasions out of the hundreds and hundreds of times that I've been there. And there would be times where we would, at night, just go, like, when I was driving, we'd mm-hmm. take my car in. Because these have roads. That's how big this thing is. You, have, you know, they have roads. And um, we'd go through it at night. Mm-hmm. And, uh like everybody I go with would be terrified as hell, and at this desk point, you know, I'm a veteran. Like, oh, no, shut the fuck me. up! So I go up by that angel because it's on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. So you drive up, and I go there, and then I shut the car off, and then we just like sit there and talk and chill, and then I'll like put on some like scary music just You're to fuck with them. Why the hell? Yeah. No. It was bad. I've was always bad. talked about it. <laughs> okay, this is one of my favorite topics to get on like questions to ask. What kind of character archetype do you think you would be in a horror film? Um, because my family specifically has always said that I would either be the killer or mm-hmm. I would be the survivor girl. Yeah, I don't think I'd be the survivor, but I think I'd be one of the last dudes to die. I'd okay. be probably like the second to last or the last guy to die. I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not stupid enough to be like, oh, there's a noise that happened. Let's go check it out. Right. But I'm also, like, I'm not going to be, like, the first person to fucking book it as soon as I hear something. Oh, like, see, I would also be that bitch. Yeah. And they know that. I, I abandon everybody. Yeah. I abandon <laughs> shit. No, fuck that. I, I'll stick it out a little bit. Uh, then, <laughs> for what? Yeah. For what? I mean, you know. It's different if it's like there's like a reward if there's no, fucking money like a, at the end. A, a, if it's my life that's the reward, I'm getting the fuck out of there. I guess it's more of like I don't want to be intimidated. You oh know my what I mean? god. This I is guess. not whose dick is bigger. This no, is whose dick is going to make it to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. No, that, that's a that's a good point. Um but that's why you know, I'm admitting I'd probably die, but I would not be the first one to die. No, I like the you idea know. of like being the survivor girl and they just yeah. know just ch- it's just because i'm an asshole like yeah. i'm just so much of a like yeah 
I'm not going to go down without a fight. No, for sure. And, like, if it's I'm not in that situation, they see me being the killer. And I'm like, I don't know what that why <laughs> that's the thought process we have like yeah. part of me is flattered but at the same time i'm like i don't think i'm smart enough to like no do that kind of shit well there's this is the whole concept of like you know you have to be a psychopath you have to be like, like there has to be something so yeah outrageously wrong with that you. you'd be able to like even just like the thought of like it gives me the heebie-jeebies like how how like you have to have a complete severed connection mm-hmm. with that type of morality yeah. to be able to pull something like that off, and I I could not. I couldn't no. like I cry like at the idea. <laughs> Me and my friend were driving around the other day, and there was this bird that was like just not moving. I almost had a panic attack. Like yeah. he was gonna run it over. Like I'm just not that bitch. Yeah. I couldn't be. But it's funny because like Caroline always complains about this, where she will walk in my room and I will be dead asleep, like taking a nap, and the scariest fucking shit will be playing. Because that's, that's the type of shit that puts me to sleep. Oh, my God. But she <laughs> – but I like paranormal shit. Yeah. She's the one that will sit up and watch things about serial killers and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, I I'm, agree. I am more of a I, – I think, for example, when it comes to, like – I don't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't fuck with, like, possession and shit. I don't like horror movies. I'm going to be real. It's mm-hmm. not – it's not that, like, I'm scared, like – because people be like, oh, stop being a little bitch. Like, nothing's going to happen. It's just a movie. Like, like, yes, I'm fucking aware that I'm not going to be killed by these fucking demons. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like – how do I explain this? It, it, people t- watch those things. Um, a good analogy is roller coasters, right? I don't like roller coasters. I hate roller coasters. Yeah. I fucking hate them. I don't like – the getting the adrenaline from that, oh right? I don't like that type of stuff. I to be honest, I like doing that stuff in the graveyard. That's what gives me. Okay, I, no, can't, no, no. I can't even lie. I am yeah. a bitch too. I, I, I'm saying I'm not saying like I'm saying like I like just walking through the graveyard at night. Like mm-hmm. I like that type of stuff. You know, that, yeah. that stuff that like you know could be real. Mm-hmm. It's probably not, but it could be. See, I th- that's where like the comfort level is. It's yeah, like, it's like something could happen. Yeah, but, like I am. I am more terrified of a man than I am of a demonic spirit. Yeah. Any, any, give me the demonic spirit. That's fair. A man would ruin my life. Demonic spirit would just, I don't know, he'd chill in my body for a little while. That's like, fine. You know, it it would probably be more consensual than anything a man would do. Yeah. Um, That's a wild statement. (laughs) I understand. I get it. (laughs) It's a wild statement, but I get it. I can't even argue yet. You can't. Yeah, because I mean, to be fair, I say the same thing about him. Like I, I, yeah, I, I get it. I understand because like a large ghost, they'll scare you but and they'll I, go away. A man, no, that's I yeah. couldn't. They're just built different. They're a yeah. different breed. Like a a straight cis white man. Fuck no, <laughs> no, no, that's that's nightmare fuel. Yeah. Whereas like I no Caroline hates it. She can't like be in my room at certain times because i will like play mm-hmm. scary she, she works at shakers I know, too i know it puts me but i think it disturbs her because it puts me to sleep like oh yeah if you like <laughs> like i will look up like scary reddit stories and mm-hmm. i'll put that on the background i'm out in like 10 minutes yeah every time yeah when it comes to like hearing like hearing stories like that those mm-hmm. are always fun yeah yeah because i i remember um i i went through some some reddit um threads that were like you know, like short, like horror stories. Oh, no sleep. Uh, the no sleep Reddit. Oh my! F- they have yes. a podcast. They do. 
Oh my god, it's so fun. Is it like an actual podcast or is it something that just reads the threads? No, it's like a group of actors, like voice oh, actors that read, read the threads. Right, yeah, oh, read the threads. So cool. Yeah, they read the stories. Yes, you know what? I that's what I've seen on YouTube. Yeah. I've seen clips of that. No sleep podcast. Yeah. See, those I I find those interesting because I, you get to p- paint your own picture. But my mind's so fucking morbid. Like there was one story that I tell people about anytime like I think of like the worst story I've ever heard yeah. and it's called um Feed the Pig. Okay. It's so bad. So it's like about this guy and he commits suicide, trigger warning, sorry. Uh, and then he wakes up in like this like room and it's like all red, doesn't yeah. know where the fuck he is. Essentially he's in limbo because like okay. based on like Christian beliefs, like if you commit suicide, you go to limbo. Um, and so he's there and he sees a lot of crazy fucking shit mm-hmm. first and foremost. But someone tells him the only way that he can get back to his body is if he feeds the pig. And so he has to feed his feed himself to like this man pig animal thing and they go into full detail about him being devoured by this animal and it was have you ever been so scared that like you cry like i was like i was laying there i was like (laughs) i don't know what to do it was fucking awful yeah traumatic and i remember i convinced my brother because he's into spooky shit too Mm. to listen to it and he was pissed at me for three days (laughs) he was like that wasn't scary that was just the worst thing i've ever heard and i was like i I probably would have the same reaction it's like what the fuck am i listening (laughs) to so bad and then they have like it they they have noises in the background like they Uh, add like it's it was yeah. so bad, but it was so good at the mm-hmm. same time. And now I know there's like a, a whole book on it called The Black Farm. Yeah. I found it in Barnes and Nobles. I was like, I'm not going through that again. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, um, I will say we are at 85. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. You're going. I, I'm enjoying it, though. Like, I just my last podcast I just did recorded yesterday. Um, We hit like 90 minutes and like we're getting good. Mm-hmm. We're getting good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Anytime I get on like. Horny shit or spooky shit, I'll talk yeah. for hours. Well, it's 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 crazy because it's like I did not think that we'd be able to talk, talk for, for this <laughs> long because it's like we both have our own separate podcast with mm-hmm. our own separate co-hosts and we're just kind of merging right now and it works. Yeah, you know we yeah. we always talk for like four. Or five yeah, hours. we, we, can talk we for definitely a can long talk time. for a while. Um, um, what else? I don't know. I I'm trying to think of any other spooky. Well, when I was a kid, I was grew up in a very religious household mm-hmm. and um. Now I'm religiously trauma uh, traumatized, but that's fine. Um, and my friends, like my friend group from the middle school that we went to, yeah. uh, one of them in particular had a Ouija board. Oh yeah, I think you told me about this. And I was like so I was so dedicated to God at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could never, I can't even look at it, that mm-hmm. type shit. And but it got to a point where we would use it so often that we like made friends with this one specific spirit. Mm-hmm. And um there was this one day when we were in Racine at her grandmother's house and they decided to whip it out and I was just having a weird vibe. I was yeah. like, something doesn't feel right. I don't feel like we're talking to the spirit that we usually talk to. And so they were like, Oh, do you want to ask anybody a question? And I'm already telling them, I was like, I don't I don't want to be a part of this round. Yeah. And then they the Ouija board said yes and then they're like, Who? And it spelled out my name. Hell <laughs> I have a very particular way of spelling my name. And it spelled it really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even remember what it had asked, but I remember I started feeling like hands wrap around my throat. Mm-hmm. And then I left out of the room and I called my mom. I was like, you need to come get me. And she was like, I told you to stop playing with that fucking shit. So I, I have a question. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, when it comes to Ouija boards, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> I just think out of all of like the spiritual and all that type of stuff, I think the Ouija board's like the fakest thing that it could possibly be. I I don't think that stuff works at all. Like I think a lot of it is at least one person being like pushing it. Yeah. Or at least like I I think I think there could be the concept of like somehow people are being connected enough that are like placebo effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not even that, just like it could be placebo, but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt to saying there is something that could be influencing them to move it. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely don't think that there's like they're able to conjure a spirit enough, strong enough to physically move this thing for them, right? Right. But how, well, can you explain that to me? I have, I have no idea how that's supposed to work. Um, well, I, I do always like to talk about the history of Ouija boards if people don't really know about them because it was originally. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, so this woman created it forever ago because it was like um, people were looking for a way to communicate with spirits. Yeah. And she decided to make this this board um, to make it easier to have these kinds of conversations. And I think she was a spiritualist of co- some kind. Like she did a whole bunch of seances and shit like that. And um, she ended up making this board, and the board named itself. Like she, really? Yeah, she asked the board what it wanted to be named, and it spelled out Ouija. And um, I know some people say in different languages that means yes and no. Okay. Um, so that might be why, but I don't know for whatever. Yeah. But she was friends, or like her brother, I think her brother was either like a, one of the Hasbros or like knew of the Hasbro oh, brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, and so he got patented, and then it's it's like officially like a game for kids. Yeah, like it says on the box like ten and up. You yeah, know? but I don't oh, know. That's fucking genius. Uh, yeah, they yeah. were like, this is a gold mine. Right. Yeah. Um, especially with kids who are just so like um, you know, so easily yeah. and eager to partake in things like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, as a person who practices mediumship, um, has talk to spirits and knows that there is something beyond this current realm that we're yeah. in. I know that there is a means of accessing it. Do I do I think Ouija boards are the best way to do it? No, but do I think that um they can hold a lot of negative energy? Yeah. Absolutely, because there's you you have, you have to get rid of a Ouija board in a certain way. Like Really? Yeah, like you can't if you there are a lot of different ways to get rid of them. Um, one in specific, it says like you have to like break it in half and burn it on top of like a hill, at, like at like a full moon, like that type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's a lot of different rituals to it, but I think it's about what that board is connected with. Mm, gotcha. If that makes sense, because not only does every spirit have its own energy, but I feel like every person carries their own yeah. energy. So I feel like even if you're not interacting with spirits, you're still putting something into that shit. Yeah. You know. Um, so it's just one of those things where I just feel like you could say the same thing about tarot cards. Yeah. Um, where, um, I have to cleanse my cards after like a, a weekend of doing readings because everybody carries their own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so How do you cleanse them. There's a lot of different ways to cleanse them. I cleanse them the same way that you could cleanse a space. Um, so some people call it smudging. Some people call it saging as a person okay. who's not of, uh, indigenous heritage. I can't use like certain Sure. Uh, like sages, but usually I will burn um bay leaves and okay. I'll just smudge my cards with that. Or you can burn incense and use the smoke to clear it like that. Mm-hmm. Some people will just leave it out underneath the moonlight and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but usually I feel like smoke is definitely one of those things okay. that does more of a cleansing. Do you like feel a difference? Oh, afterwards? absolutely. Yeah. You can tell by the way that the cards move and like um. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of tarot readers will say that every deck has its own energy. Okay. Um, and so the one that I use specifically every time that I am doing readings while I'm at work, um, they kind of all have their own personalities too. Yeah. And so this one, I, uh, how do I explain it? Um, she is very much like a, a hopeless romantic. These cards and okay. like is always kind of you s- say she. Yeah, Aww. she's a she's a she for okay. sure. Because um, I have different decks that definitely give off like masculine energy. I have sure. cards that give off like no particular gendered energy at all. I have certain cards that feel like there's multiple energies attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she um, sure. definitely it's just like she tries to perceive the best for people. Okay. Um, and so it's the the deck's influence plus my influence plus my ancestors' influence, and that is what gets a reading at the end of the day. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. I've never had a reading that wasn't – that I've given to another person that wasn't pretty accurate. And okay. so that's why I've just – Have you ever – what was, like, the, like, darkest that you felt reading cards? Not – like, you obviously don't have privacy reading. I don't specific know, details, but, yeah. Um, darkest? Like, have you ever felt something that's just like, oh, that's not right? Or, like, that's – something's off? Um – not really. I think it's mainly because, like, it's about what you're allowing into your space. Okay. And so people have said this for fucking forever. I am extremely protected by my ancestors. Yeah. Like, extremely. Like. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about that. <laughs> it's like this running thing where um, I have to start telling people that, like, I'm interested in. And it sounds like, oh, like, you're just bullshitting me. But it's, yeah. like, it's happened too many times where somebody – breaks my heart they m- more often than not within like the span of a week into a car accident right afterwards oh yeah <laughs> it's really bad yeah. like it, like i said it's getting to a point where i have to tell people where yeah. i'm like hey yo i'm not saying this to, like <laughs> stay off the road right, like, yo, just like for the next week or two just yeah. don't drive don't get in the car yeah because uh, it's happened four times now oh my god um and i remember the first time it happened i didn't think <laughs> until i was talking about it with my mom she was like that wasn't an accident. I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? She was like, that wasn't an accident. I that's was like, so, that's terrifying. Dude. I was like, oh shit. And then um, something happened with my ex-girlfriend over the summer and she ended up driving up to my place and she was like, did you see the front of my car? I was like, no, what? And she was like, the front bumper's in my back seat. She was like, I got into a car accident today. I was like, oh god i'm sorry (laughs) so very protective yeah oh extremely protective okay um and so i feel like that's why i haven't had any sort of like interactions like that yeah Um, but i've had like a lot of funny interactions where like one of my funniest readings that i've done that i like to talk about is um just giving a reading for this girl and i don't my goal is never to like give a love reading unless somebody asks for it because i just feel like that's so cheesy yeah and everybody's always asking what their love life is like and i'm like yeah. i don't need to talk about anything else <laughs> um but the cards will fall the way that they fall the answer just like to talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk yeah. about and so i'm doing this reading and they're essentially telling me they're like she needs to leave this man alone and so yeah. i told her i was like whoever the fuck you're fucking with like yeah. i think you know you shouldn't be fucking with him yeah and like more details like that and then she's like that was extremely accurate. She was like, I um, am currently sleeping with one of my dad's employees <laughs> <laughs> who is married with three kids. Uh. And he is currently signing divorce papers to leave his wife to be with me. Mind you, she was like maybe 19. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. 
And that's I was just looking at her. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's points where you have to kind of like keep your composure and not just be like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, I was just like, okay. Love have you, that Have you had like uh, instances where like people like maybe overshare? Or not overshare. Oh, always. Oh, always. Okay. always. I mean, I'm most of the time I'm rating for drunk people anyway. Yeah, for like, sure. Like if it's like a good Saturday night, you're going to get somebody in there that's just – yeah, I was literally just, just talking about this, their heart out. and it's so it's so funny because half the time it's never even the person sitting at their table; it's their drunk asshole friend that's yeah. like watching. And like, there's this guy. <laughs> I was like giving a reading to his friend, and he was just looking at me the whole entire time. He was like, "I love black women." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, where the fuck is this going?" He was like, "I just that feel man like had thoughts going through his head." <laughs> yeah, he was there just like. You are hypnotizing me right now. So bad. He was like, I just, anytime I see a black woman, I just feel like I need to get on my knees what and perform. What was he? He was white. Ah, he was white. Better. Of course he was. <laughs> he was like, I just know that it's it tastes sweeter. I'm like, hell no. I was like, I'm I'm trying bro- to speak to the spirits oh, right now. I broke it your friend. <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry. And then the dude looks at me. He's like, all right, I'm going to go puke outside. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, have fun. And like. I'm in the middle of getting this, like, really in-depth, like, kind of sad reading to yeah. this man. And his French is over here just talking about how he wants to eat me out. I'm yeah. just like, any other time. Yeah. Any other time. Maybe not even then. But still. Yeah. Um, people, I don't know. People definitely For will sure. spill their whole entire lives. But more often than not, I will read their entire lives to them. Okay. And then I've had, I make a lot of people cry. Yeah. Like, if I haven't made one people cry, one person cry in a night, I haven't done a good job. Yeah. Well, I mean... You did my reading, and <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, there were still some things in there. I was like, mm-hmm. I thought about extra fucking hard. And I was like, no, it can't be. No. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, who fucking knows, dude? I don't. Listen, I talk to spirits all the time. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of people's like dead relatives that will come through. Because like really? the second a spirit knows that you can communicate with the dead, they're like, my turn. I want to yeah. talk. I want to talk. Yeah. And they, they like become little kids. It's so cute. Like mm. they get so excited that somebody can communicate with them and like um, relay messages to people. And so, yeah. but people always think it's like I got fucking voices in my head. And yeah, it's like, no. it's not like that. It's more so um, they just show me images. Yeah. They paint pictures. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there was um, these two girls I was giving a reading to and like, they were definitely sisters. And I remember the first girl I gave a reading to, I was like, it was harder for me to read her. But then when I started reading for the second girl, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, there's somebody here. There's a woman here. Yeah. And she keeps showing me flowers and all this kind of stuff. She's showing me, like, the color blue. All, and, like, they broke down crying. No. They're like, we that's our grandmother. We've been talking about her all day because yeah. she just recently passed. And we were talking about getting flowers tattooed dedicated to her. Hell <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't even cry. I would just panic. <laughs> I would panic because I would be like, I, dude, that's, I'm kind of, I, I don't know if I want to get another reading because, like, my grandfather just passed away a couple weeks ago. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, God, no, nah, that, yeah, that. <laughs> Everybody, because it's like nobody goes up to get a reading with the intention of yeah. me being like, oh, hey, your grandma's here. Yeah. By the way. And, like, no, I'll, I'd done a reading for, like, one of my coworkers and her mom passed away last year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. your mom's here and she needs you to, she's telling me to tell you to stop being so fucking stubborn. And yeah. like, I will say things verbatim yeah. that those same people said to them. Yeah. And they just look at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it either. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just as fucking shocked as you are. Yeah. 
And you can always tell, like, when I'm really channeling, because I, I can't stop talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just be shooting shit out my mouth. And then yeah. I always, afterwards, I'm, like, drenched in sweat. Like, it's a yeah. full body experience. Yeah, dude. And they just kind of look at you like, this has to be bullshit. Like, you yeah. have to know somebody that I know. And I'm like, nope. That's mm-hmm. just, once spirits get the chance to talk, they don't yeah. stop talking. And it's really well, sweet. Well, I, I think it's, like, because, okay, there's, there's always, like, there's always going to be just the thought of, okay, this could potentially be a scam, right? Mm-hmm. This could potentially be something that you're just, like, making up, right? Right. Um, but I think it's when, you know, it's somebody that you don't know um, on, like, a completely random, like, time like that mm-hmm. when they're saying stuff that, like, you know – what you gave me right in my reading you were just giving me like general fortune cookie type shit like mm-hmm. it was stuff that was like not complete super specific but specific enough to know like okay <laughs> yeah that okay that that makes <laughs> sense yeah and it's like you know you and i are friends and it's not something that like it was the stuff that i was talking to you about like it was just a lot and that's another thing because <laughs> We, we can maybe have a whole nother episode about what the shit that you t- – oh, my – because, like, I, I'm i pretty open, mm-hmm. but I'm also not. Right. Like, I, I, I'm I open on things that I feel like I'm comfortable en- enough to be open Unless about. Unless you get a little alcohol in you. Yeah, that's another, that's, that's, that's another person. We don't, we don't acknowledge him. Um, but I, I, I try to be – I'm still pretty reserved. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still things that I don't even talk about with, like, my closest friends, mm-hmm. right? There's things that, like – and it's not like, um like oh, like, they shouldn't know. or It's just more like I just don't right. want to talk about it, right? right? It's just stuff that, like, I don't want to talk about. And, um, yeah, you were telling me some stuff that – the stuff that I was didn't, didn't want to talk about. And, um, yeah, damn. <laughs> I want another reading. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. It's yeah. always, like um, – I have to, like, preface people every time I give someone a reading for the first time. I'm like, hey, just so you know, the way that I do my readings is I communicate with my ancestors. They tell me the messages, and I relay them to you. And I say that because they don't fucking sugarcoat anything. And so I'm like, I'm going to do my best to, like, translate it into, like, something loving. But, like, if I start talking about how you're not washing your ass enough, that's just, someone had to tell you. That's (laughs) that's it. You know, I'm saying it in the most loving way, but the ancestors can smell that shit from the spirit world. So it's, like, clearly something needs to be taken care of. You haven't had to say that, have you? (laughs) Oh, okay. I was about to say Uh, that. You're like, damn. (laughs) But they would say some shit like that. Yeah. Probably do two sign-offs then. Okay. So I don't have to splice the same sign off and then be like well, I, I just heard this um, so um, signing off of part one yeah okay bye I'll let, you, I'll let you do your thing <laughs> signing um, off of part one yeah and then hey guys it's the producer Lorenzo here um, is you guys made it this far uh, to give a quick explanation um, so me and uh, Kaylee ended up talking for almost three hours, so we decided to make it a part one and a part two. So you guys are listening to part one, and part two was just probably an episode we'll save for a rainy day uh, when we aren't able to uh, record. So um, that's just a quick little explanation of why it just kind of abruptly stops at the end, uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks.